So if we bring love into the world of selling, what happens is that we're not technically selling, we're serving. With a desire just to serve, with a desire to be of value, the sale will come easy. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders who are rewriting the rules of sales and success. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Hi there, listeners of the Selling with Love podcast. This is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. I'm running a little competition as we're trying to get more people to discover this podcast and the work that inspires those to sell with love more. And the best way to do this is to leave reviews, both on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. And for those of you who leave a review when listening to this episode, I would ask you to take a screenshot of your review and send it to me at jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. And in doing so, I'm going to give you a set of meditations that you can use to get into the state of selling with love, whether it's connecting with your buyer, affirmations before making calls or any kind of outreach. These will empower you to be feeling powerful and to be able to do it from a place of love. It is a reward for supporting the show, being a loyal listener, and of course, being able to give more to my amazing audience. Thank you for always showing up, listening, and being inspired by the amazing guests that I get to interview and I get to share their message with you. So again, just leave a review. Take a screenshot of the review. This can be done on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and email it directly to me, jason at jasonmarkcampbell.com. Thank you, and now let's get started with our episode. Welcome back, everybody. The Selling with Love podcast is your host, Jason Mark Campbell. So excited that we have somebody joining us today that on this day, their book is coming out. I'm so excited. It's called Energize, Make the Most of Every Moment. The gentleman, Simon Alexander Ong, is with us today. He is an award-winning life and executive coach, a keynote speaker, and now an author. So excited to have him join us today to talk about this concept of being energized, managing our energy, seeing what we need to bring to the table in every activity that we do, but more specifically, when we want to show up in sales, when we want to show up in growing our business and going so much deeper into that topic and seeing what we can do to always be at our best at the time that we need to be our best. Now, Simon's had a chance to do events and conferences around Google, the London School of Economics, Berkeley's UK. I'm looking at the list of companies like Salesforce, Microsoft, and so many more. The man is a legend in the field, and I'm so excited that he's going to be here on the podcast to share with all of us. Simon, welcome. It's so good to hear from you. Fantastic. Jason, thank you so much for having me on your show today. So today's the big day. It's the launch date. I've personally written a book. We launched it not too long ago. I was telling you about it before. I have to ask, like, where did the idea of the book come from? How long have you been working on us? Tell us how this baby came to be. <laughs> well, when I look back, Jason, this was one of the two positives that came out of the COVID pandemic. I became a father for the first time in April 2020. And just a couple of months after that, I signed a deal with Penguin Random House to write my first book. And that conversation began at the beginning of that year, January 2020. At that point, I had no idea that I was going to write a book. It was one of those things that I would like to do at some point but it was never at the top of my priority list until that conversation started. 
And it got me thinking, if I was to write a book, what would I write it from the perspective of? And so when we started to have that discussion, the first idea that came into my mind was energy is everything. And that was actually the original working title of the book before it has evolved into what you see now, which is Energize. And the reason I wanted to write it through that lens is because when I looked at my journey from being in the corporate world to breaking out of it and into the world of entrepreneurship and personal development, energy has formed a foundation for that journey. Because I had to first address my physical energy. I was killing my health, working in the corporate world, long hours in financial services, getting into the office around six or seven in the morning and not out until 10 or 11 at night. And so addressing that first before then focusing on my energetic state, my emotional energy and my spiritual energy really kickstarted the path to where I am today, Jason. So that's really why I wanted to share my journey through this lens so people could understand that ultimately people don't buy products and services as much as they buy your energy. Oh, I absolutely love that. And I'll have to reveal something that I speak about later in the conversation. But first, I actually wanted to go into something a bit more in depth within your content, which is energy. We've heard about it. There's spiritual terms about it. There's gym about it. I mean, even calories is energy. But I feel that we might not be looking at energy the right way. Is there a new paradigm that you present about how to look at energy and maybe we've been doing it wrong the whole time? Definitely. Well, the way I see energy, Jason, is something which we all have experienced, but yet maybe we haven't really understood. So in Maori culture, they call it mana. In my Chinese culture, we call it chi. And if you are a fan of the Star Wars film franchise, you would probably call it the force. Now, whatever we are referring to, we are talking about the very same thing. And that is energy. We all have it. It's a life force, if you will. And so what that means is that we are vibrating at different levels. And it is that which tells the world who we are as a person and how we see the world. It's why when you go into a room of people you've never met before and two people approach you, you are more likely to be attracted to start a conversation with one over the other, despite the fact that neither has said a single word. And that is because of the energy that they're exhibiting. It's why we describe some people to have a very magnetic charisma. That is to do with their energy. They emit a certain vibration that attracts you into their field. I definitely recognize that. And I definitely know that every time you get into a room, you will find some people like, let's use the, ex the extreme example. <laughs> when someone has bad vibes, you feel that right away. This would be an example of energy, right? Definitely. It's a language, if you will, Jason, that contains no words, yet you and I know what it's speaking. You and I can feel it. That's what energy is. So we have sometimes, you know, moments where we might get the bad vibes or good vibes, but I feel like at some times I'm paying more attention to it. Sometimes I feel like I'm just completely ignorant of it. And it's almost only in hindsight, if something good or something bad happens, I'm like, oh yeah, there were some like little early signs going on here. So is this a skill we need to train? Is it something we have to listen more to? What's typically going on? Definitely. I think the skill we need to cultivate in order to listen more closely to, to our energy and what it is telling us is that of awareness, Jason, because we, we can't have self-development without self-awareness for the very reason you can't change what you're not aware of. And that is why true wisdom begins with knowing yourself. It's why 
there is a saying that is popular on social media that goes the longest journey that we make as humans are the inches from our heads to our hearts. Because ultimately our, our body, our energy is always speaking to us. The question is, are we listening to what it is saying? Are we listening to what it is saying? I have to take a moment and kind of bring it into a world of sales and business growth. And I'd love to know, have you seen some cases where people apply this within their business or within a sales role where it actually starts doing results that are quite magical or quite different than what they did before by just simply being more aware of this energy? Definitely. I mean, one of the things I talk a lot about when it comes to energy, Jason, is that if we see things through the perspective of vibes, then the highest vibration is that of love. And so if we bring love into the world of selling, what happens is that we're not technically selling, we're serving. And I think there's a distinction to be made here. When you go to business school and you study for your MBA, what they teach you is, well, what USP does your business have? And, and in this case, they're talking about a unique selling point. Now, for me, when I work with clients, when I talk to business owners, I'm challenging them not to focus on a unique selling point, but to focus on a unique serving point. Because when you come from a place of serving, what happens is that it deepens the connection you have with your prospect to the point that you understand them better than they understand themselves. That's what we call serving. Otherwise, many of us, when we look to sell straight away, it is like proposing marriage to somebody you've just met for the first time and have just taken out on a date. It's never going to work because there's no trust that has been built. But when you can approach a conversation or a prospect meeting or a pitch with a desire just to serve, with a desire to be of value, the sale will come easy. And it's something that I learned actually from one of my early mentors, Bob Berg, the co-author of The Go-Giver. He once said to me that, Simon, money is simply an echo of value. Money is simply an echo of value. So when you come from the perspective of wanting to serve, that energy of love will build trust with your audience, with your customers, that they want to be part of your story. They want to be part of that journey and they see you as a guide that can help them unlock their hero potential. Preach, Simon. By the way, <laughs> for those who are familiar with my material, you would know why I probably have, for those who are watching this on YouTube, not just audio, I have a big smile on my face. I'm cheering along because the words you speak, Simon, are so part of the ethos of selling with love. And allow me to just mm. make one plug here, which is the fact you probably aren't aware of this, Simon, but the way we define selling with love is this. Selling is nothing more than an energy exchange between conscious beings. And when you know what you offer is so much more than what you ask in return, it's the highest vibration of love that is felt by both the buyer and the seller. And Bob Berg is a big that. supporter, is a big inspiration <laughs> to me too. And every word you're saying right now, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. So I'll take a moment to make a sale to my audience, which we have built trust. And I'm hoping that for those of you who want to go deeper into the journey, definitely go and pick up a copy of Energize. It's launched today. When you buy the book on launch day, it's such a big push for the ratings to get the message out and to build the awareness. So uh, my army of enlightened sales individuals, definitely go into the show notes. There's a link to the Amazon. You can buy the book right now, available Kindle, audiobook, and I believe it's hard copy that's going to be available, Simon? Yeah, so paperback, Kindle, and audiobook. So if you want me to be Perfect. speaking in your ears for nearly 10 hours, then make sure to get the audiobook. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, I need to make that plug because this is the kind of message I want to see go out. This is why I was excited to bring you on the show. And this is what I want to have people hear more about, speak more about. If you're trying to stay focused on getting work done and eating throughout the day is something you think about, have to decide, and you're not sure what to do, and you just wish an option was available where the right meal with all of the specifications you want be available to you, easy to make under two minutes, well, luckily for you, Factor is available where you have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie. And you can enjoy over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons to help you make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? You can get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking up for something fast that's upscale option done very easily. It's flexible on your schedule where you can get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep necessary. They're 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup necessary. Head to factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and use code sellingwithlove50 to get 50% off. That's code sellingwithlove50 at factormeals.com slash sellingwithlove50 and you'll get 50% off. Not bad. Now, I feel like Energize, you talked about how it's it's a life force that can be looked like uh, looked at maybe even like in Star Wars, how we have the force, but we also have Sith Lords in the Star Wars series. Are there things that happen around energy that might be vampiris, negative warnings, what would be some of the things we might want to look out for when we start being more attentive to energy? Definitely. I think the very first thing that we become aware of when we become more conscious of the energy that we are surrounding ourselves with is, well, who do I want to spend less time around and who do I want to spend more time around? But also we start to understand that energy just isn't the physical side. Because when we think about energy, we can often default to thinking it's just about the physical side. I need to get more rest, I need to exercise, I need to eat better. Those are the obvious things because they're the most visible. But actually, the things that we don't give enough credit or attention to are the mental, emotional, and spiritual. Now, what I mean by spiritual energy is, well, is the work that you are doing aligned to who you are? Are you doing something that makes you feel alive, that brings you joy, and gives you a sense of purpose in this world? Because if you're not, if you're not doing something that doesn't give you the opportunity to express your unique gifts and talents, there is going to be tension. There is going to be tension within that spiritual energy of yours. You're going to be feeling low in spiritual energy. But when you do something which makes you feel alive every day, that makes you see possibilities over limitations and focuses your attention on resourcefulness over lack of resources, that's when you're in energetic flow and high on spiritual energy. With mental energy, it's understanding that we all have an energetic state. And the thing about this is that energy is infectious, and it does not matter if it's negative or positive. The more negative you are, the more negativity you're going to attract. The more positive you are, the more positivity you're going to attract. So once you understand at a deeper level that you are both the sculpture and the sculptor, then you take back in control the ability to reshape reality in your favor. You understand that we are living in the feeling of our thinking moment to moment to moment, and that at any given moment, you can choose one thought over another and literally change the fabric of your reality. 
that's when you begin to understand the power of mental energy. Emotional energy is simply understanding that we all have a range of emotions, that when an event happens, we react very differently, but that in our response lies our greatest power. And so understanding the role that emotions play in dictating our energy at any given moment allows us to not only sit with that, but also choose a more logical response to that. So if I understand this correctly, Simon, we have a few types of energies that we want to be mindful of from the physical, the spiritual, the mental, and the emotional. Is that correct? Mm, Definitely, definitely. So I'd love to ask in the case of being a salesperson or a business owner, you know, one of the key things we talked about is you can surround yourself around things that will make you radiate more positive energy. And if you're encountering a source that's of a negative energy, it might be a bit contagious. But oftentimes in business, we're meeting new people, we're prospecting, we're finding new clients. And maybe you're at a point where a client comes in and the energy might be off, but you feel like you really need to close that deal. Do you have some words of advice for people that are conflicted in those moments? If it's a good idea, it's a bad idea, do we have to deal with it or should we be just avoiding it? Sure. Well, I think it's interesting. One of the statements you just shared, Jason, which is, they feel they need to close that deal. And I think when you feel the need to close a deal, that is actually negative energy because it's coming from a place of fear and desperation. You need that close. You need that deal. And that's never a healthy place to start a sales conversation. You've got to go into a conversation knowing that you don't need that deal, that you'll be fine regardless of the outcome of what happens in that conversation. And I'll share a beautiful example of something that happened to me, Jason. I was speaking to a prospect. We spoke for around 90 minutes. And after he left, he didn't decide at that moment whether he wanted to work with me or not. And I wasn't attached to that outcome. I wasn't attached to whether he did or not. I simply came from the perspective of serving. So I took all of that data that I gathered from hearing him share his world, his reality, his challenge and his mission. And I understood with him being a music executive, what was most important to him. And he shared with me before he left the room that he was going to go to New York for business and he was going for a particularly stressful time. And so when he traveled to New York, I decided to take that information and I put together a Spotify playlist deliberately for him and him alone. And I sent him a WhatsApp and I said, Ben, when you have a moment after you've checked into the hotel, I highly recommend you give the Spotify playlist a listen because I think it will help you on the back of what we discussed. Again, there's no selling here. I'm just serving. I'm coming from a place of, I want to help you. And he sent me a response back, Jason. And he said, Simon, it's early morning here in New York. I've just listened to that soundtrack you put together while looking over the New York skyline. It was beautiful. It was eye-opening and it's given me a sense of clarity. When do we begin working together? And that was him owning the next part of the journey. I just came from a place of serving and let him decide what was best for his journey. Absolutely love hearing about closes that happen that way because it comes from such a more giving energy. It feels more open, more abundant. Yet in times where let's say you've put yourself in a position like you've had success, you've had this habit, you've been building yourself into a way that you don't have that neediness, are there some certain exercises that we can do to be out of this place of being needy about it? Because sometimes we feel like, oh, we, it's, a, it's a cash flow thing. We have employees or, you know, you're starting the business and you feel like you need to get your first clients. 
Would there be some mental exercises we could do or emotional, spiritual, or physical to make sure that we can be coming at business with that different energy? I would recommend a practical exercise on this regard because actually in one of the chapters of my book, I talk about the energy of money. And the thing is, money has a massive influence over our energy. If you are living paycheck to paycheck and you literally you can't make ends meet, but you're trying to scale a business with no funds, that is clearly going to keep you at a very low vibration because every action you take is being determined by the level of your bank balance. So if you can focus on addressing your money issues first, then you are able to walk into any conversation, onto any stage, in front of any audience without the weight of that financial burden. So for me, it has to begin on that practical level because whatever mental exercises you go through, if you simply don't have enough money in your bank account, nothing is going to help you. You've got to address that first before you go into a room, before you try and close a sale. Otherwise, people can feel that energy. You know, you can feel it. You've probably had people message you in your inbox or reach out to you for sale. And you can tell the difference between somebody who really wants to help you and has something that would take you to the next level versus somebody who really needs you just to become their client so they can pay their bills, so they can look after their family. And so a practical tool is literally sit down, become the CEO of you and your company first by assessing where you are financially and what you must do to make sure you don't have to worry about your finances. That's the first step. Because if you're always worrying about your bank balance, you're making it very hard for yourself when you put yourself out there to try and close clients. Simon, I love this answer. I love the clarity of it, the integrity of it. I was once asked when I was being interviewed on a podcast about this is, can you sell with love and be needy at the same time? And I had to think about it for a while to only come to a conclusion that I felt was that no, you cannot because the neediness makes it focus on yourself. And when you want to vibrate at a high energy, you have to be focused on the others and you can't have both at the same time. So you have to take care of your needs in the best ways possible. So Simon, this has been fantastic. I'd love to ask you two more questions. The first one being, you know, you talk about making the most of every moment. That is the subtitle of your book. And I wanted to play with that and ask you the question, which is, what does it look like when you've applied the principles you speak about and you are making the most of every moment? For me, very simply, Jason, to make the most of every moment is to literally enjoy the beauty and magic of this gift of life. Because very often, many of us are, and I can't remember who said this, but there's a quote that goes, many of us are living as if we are never going to die. And we get to the point of dying without having really lived. And so we are heading towards that very tragic scenario, unless we pause and we begin to focus on living with intention. And this for me is what it means by making the most of every moment. It doesn't mean you have to be in doing mode all the time, but it's to balance that with simply being. To savor the joy of life. In my case, I became a parent for the first time in the last two years. Making the most of every moment is spending more quality time with my wife and my child. And to build an ecosystem around me that still allows me to serve and be of value to those who come into my world. Simon, I absolutely love this. And I'm going to ask you the last questions I have to ask all my guests, which is, you're on the Selling with Love podcast, so I have to ask you, what does selling with love mean to you? For me, selling with love is serving someone so powerfully that number one, they never forget that experience with you because 
simply put, excellent customer service never goes out of fashion. And second, you transform the way they see their reality. You open their eyes to an ocean of potential and take their thinking from thinking big to thinking galactic because that is a characteristic of someone who is an energizer and who wants to sell with love. Simon, beautiful answer. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations again for your book launch happening today. For all of you listeners, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want to go deeper in the concept of Energize, go and pick up a copy of this book published by Penguin Random House, an amazing publication company. It's coming out around the world, audiobook, Kindle, and physical versions available for you. So link is in the show notes. Support an author on the launch day is a big thing you can do. And I'd love for my Selling with Love Army to be promoters of this wonderful artist, artist, author, who's actually an artist as well. I'm not going to take that away. I'm leaving it there. But really, you've put together some work that I think vibrates at the same kind of energy that I've put out in what I do. And so I'm so excited to be able to promote you, support you, learn from you. And thank you so much for sharing with my community. This was an absolute pleasure. Jason, again, thank you so much for having me on your show. You know, one of the things I often say is we never get to the top alone. So thank you, Jason, and thank you listeners for joining us today. I am your host, Jason Mark Campbell, and this is the Selling with Love podcast. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.